Welcome to another episode of Bar Talks. This week, Max and I delve deep into the Ranchilia Silvia Pro, what we like about it and what we don't uh, like so much, and we compare it to the Breville or Sage dual boiler offering and talk about why we think potentially Sage is going to really clean up in the market. I also want to apologize for the audio at my end. I was away from my desk, did not have a great microphone, and next week I will be back to normal. Okay, so... <laughs> but why do people like this machine, Max? What, what, what's, what's special about it? To be honest, uh, so historically, they've been the direct... direct um, competitor of the Gaja Classic. So it was either, there were two schools for the home aficionados. There was uh, the, the, the faithful to the Gajas and the yeah. faithful to the Rancilios. They both yeah. have pros and cons. Um, so the, the normal uh, Silvia is being, I think it's been on the market for pretty much as long as the Gaja. And they are pretty much the same. Are they keeping the um, the Sylvia gun? They're going to have both, right? There's, I think so. I think so. It. But in, yeah. in their case, and Mr. Gadger listened to me, in their case, they've actually done it pro for real. They've really? they seriously made a pro version, which makes That's sense. While the Gadger Classic Pro, I don't understand what is the pro. Well, the pro I mean, is the Steam wand versus the... Uh, doesn't, the, doesn't. <laughs> Make. I mean, no, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm not the campaign devil's advocate here. Yeah. So anyway, uh, typically, what you had, you had either the the gadgets or the rancidios. The gadgets, it's a much more elegant solution. It's a very simple solution. You have an aluminium uh, boiler on, sitting on top of the of the brew head, and inside the brew head there is a copper pipe that uh, reaches a, a certain height in the in the boiler. And then when you fill up the boiler with fresh water, the water gets heated up, raises mm. inside the boiler, and then gets mm. to the um, to the copper pipe, and it goes down. And that is kind of a, a heat exchanger, if you want, in a way. But you heat up the outside, the whole um, the whole boiler. So the, there are two resistors on the side of the boiler that heat up mm. the whole aluminium thing. The Silvia, on the other hand, has a copper boiler, if I remember correctly. Brass, I think it's brass. Brass, even better. Hmm. Uh, it's got a brass boiler, and it has a, a resistance that goes inside the water, so it's in contact with the water, which is yeah. very different. It's a different system. So you heat up the water, and the water then passes the heat to the, to the brass. What? Tell you what, right before, because this is, I mean, you know far more about this than probably most people, and because uh, you take these things apart and put them back together again. But let's just, let's just from the top, yeah. let's just hit the, hit the sort of the, the key features of, of both. Let's start with the Sylvia Pro. Ah, and, so and wait, practice. I was talking about the Sylvia Normal. Oh, the Sylvia Normal. Okay, it's even better because actually I wanted to set the stage with like what they have done to move it from the Sylvia to the yeah. Sylvia Pro. So, okay, so that's the silver. So basically the silvia was, and, you know, the guy was, was exactly, sorry. Look like, right? They've seen what they look like. And, and you've got, 
they, they both the Gagier and the Sylvia and the Sylvia Pro are, are all kind of the same geometry. Pretty much, imagine. yes. It's the same solution they have because yeah. uh, I mean to solve the problem of having um it's a biscuit tin. Sorry? It's a biscuit tin. It's it's like a biscuit tin. They all look like biscuit tins to me. Like that they're like a, a robust biscuit tin. The top comes oh. off and just you know put all everything put the yeah, yeah, it's a sort of yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's an, ups- an upside-down cupcake for proportion. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, so to solve that kind of a problem, you have either two ways. So you want to put hot water at pressure through the coffee. Uh, either you have a heat exchanger, which is complicated, and uh, obviously it's uh, energy is not energy efficient. And mm. if you want to make an espresso, you don't really, you don't really do much about it. It's just. You, you have to heat the water and flow it through. Uh, obviously, for for home setups, a heat exchanger is overkill, as we already discussed. The simple <laughs> yeah. solution is to heat up a certain amount of water, and then once it's at the right temperature, pressurize it and put it through the, the coffee pack. The easiest uh-huh. way is to have the, the water reservoir sitting on top of the brew head, and you bring everything at 94 degrees and you equilibrate everything. And then you put cold water that both displaces the hot water and pushes it into the coffee and heats up when it, when it goes into the, uh, into the boiler. So that's why you have issues yeah. with, uh, with temperature surfing, for example. You can't pull um, three or four shots one after the other without having to wait for, the, for, for everything to heat up again. Well, I wanted to ask you about something. Yeah. Uh, on this point, is that when I'm watching my PID, you mm-hmm. know, the one that I stuck on from uh, Mr. Shades on my uh, on my Gagia Pro, Classic mm-hmm. Pro, then as it's brewing, the, the temperature is dropping, but that's yep. taking the temperature from the boiler. Yes. And my question was, how consistent is the temperature coming out the brew head? Do you um, think? Funny you should ask. It's actually very consistent because you're looking at the temperature in the boiler, which is in aluminium, which is the, the most conductive metal uh, after copper. Uh-huh. So it's extremely conductive, and anything that happens inside the boiler is transferred already, is transferred immediately to the to the boiler, to the boiler outsides. Uh-huh. So it heats up fast and it cools down fast. Uh-huh. And that's why if you have a PID, it's very responsive. Okay. Uh, and it's a similar thing with the with the Sylvia because it's brass. Brass is also very uh, very conductive. If it was copper, it would have been even better. But uh-huh. in terms of um, in terms of response, the conductivity they're very similar. Uh, right. Aluminium is very is very good for that. The only problem is aluminium uh, decays and can and can um, uh, corrode over time. Right. We oh, corrode over time. Okay. All right. Um, so I thought this only if it got scratched or something. But okay, so you've you've got um, the Sylvia Pro. Sorry, the Sylvia. We, we just yeah. So about. the Sylvia has. Yeah. They both have the same solution. So you have a water reservoir that heats up, uh-huh. and then that water is pushed through the coffee, and that is pretty much what's happening also with the, with the modern coffee machines, with the commercial ones, with with dual boilers. You have a small boiler that you heat up at the right temperature, and you push then that water through the coffee. Instead of having a heat exchanger, you have a heat exchanger, but then it goes from the heat exchanger, it goes into this boiler, into the little boiler. Max, Max, how is this different from like an E61 group head? Explain the difference. 
It's very similar, actually. It's uh, so in in terms of the E sixty one brew head, you have a heat exchanger, so you have a thermos thermosiphon that uh, siphons the heat away from the boiler into the group head. So you have a water water that circulates inside it, and it's heated up into the boiler. So that's so this is my point. So the the E sixty one was always. I mean, it's actually a very old design. I think it's from the seventies or something. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and it's from right? It works, and you're mm-hmm. from FEMA, that's right, FEMA. So, um, and it works because this, 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 uh, the, 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 the water that's coming out through is being pushed through your coffee is, is, is being kept relatively consistent. Um, yes. So you have, to, from, you have to flush it first to make sure that it doesn't get mm-hmm. the, the hot water that gets too hot. And you flush it first, and then you, 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 you get a, a pretty consistent flow of hot water coming through. Yeah. My question is then on the on the um, Gagia and also I think it's the same the same kind of design on the Sylvia, yeah. the Sylvia Pro. Is how does it how does it maintain that consistency in the same way as because in my head I can understand how an E sixty one brew head keeps that consistency, but how does a how does the Sylvia Pro keep that consistency with the Gagia? It uh, it doesn't. So uh-huh. Uh-huh. you actually have the problems, you start having problems, not when you make one coffee. So if you make one espresso, you're probably better off with, uh, with a Silvia Pro or a, with a Sil- sorry, with a Silvia or a, with a Gaja. Uh-huh. Because if you make only one coffee, uh, you probably, I mean, you put everything at the optimal temperature. You can wait as long as you want for everything to equilibrate at 94 degrees. So you have no heat loss. Right. And on top of that, you have virtually you have no uh, movement of anything from one point to another. You don't move the water from a boiler or from a, um, from another place into the heat exchanger, and then you have to go to the, to get to the brew head. So you don't have that kind of um, distance to cover. So you're not losing anything because everything is compact, is in a single block. Sitting on so you have the water sitting inside the boiler that is sitting on top of the brew head, and that is uh-huh. all heated up, and it's all either brass or copper or aluminium, which or holds the heat, of, right? all of them. Sorry, which holds the heat quite well, right? Exactly. They con- they are very conductive. All of these bits are very conductive, so it equilibrates very quickly. You will you know very well that if you leave your I mean when you heat up the coffee machine and you leave your your portafilter inside the machine attached to the machine. Mm-hmm. So that is actually, um, it's connected to the machine from the from the catches on the side, and uh, that's pretty much it, because mm-hmm. it doesn't really touch anything, because it touches the gasket. That's true. So through that, it gets very hot very quickly anyway. If you leave, yeah. the, if you leave it heating up for... Yeah, I noticed that when I'm brewing up my coffee in the morning, I don't need to leave it in there for more than... You know, 30 seconds or a minute, it's, it's hard. Yeah, I mean, when you turn, I turn on the coffee machine and I leave it for 10, 15 minutes and it's equilibrated. Yeah. Everything is hot. Because so, you heat up so, the lamp of metal there. Yeah. And so E61. So, yeah, go on. Tell me the, the E61. Sorry, yeah. The E61, um, it's actually more complicated because it, by the time you get to the right temperature, you have to you have to get... The group head at the right temperature. You get to. You have to have the, um, the the heat exchanger at the right temperature, and then you have to flush fresh water through it because the water in, that is sitting inside the, the heat exchanger is going to be too hot. Yeah. 
So, yeah. but when you do one coffee after another after another, that's when you that's when the heat exchanger meets. Yeah, it really works because you're looking at uh, thermal mass at that point. But it doesn't take too long, right? To 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 get back up to temperature again. I know on my days if I'm if I'm making a couple of coffees, it doesn't very often. Dip. But you know, you're only talking about waiting you know, less than a minute. True. The next one. But you also know, you also know that it's. Um, I mean, when you do one coffee after the other, it's uh, the no, water inside the boiler. Time. Is not exactly at the right temperature, is it? It takes a while to get to temperature. So consider yeah. you're putting um, you're putting water in it that is at uh, 20, 25 degrees, mm-hmm. and that water then has to go to 94, and it will go yeah. to 94 relatively quickly, of course, because it's not a lot. It's, I mean, it's, the size of it is probably um, I don't know. Uh, I would I don't want to say a shot glass. Uh, like a small wine glass, the, the Italian ones. Um, think of a cappuccino cup. Mm-hmm. Less than that, actually. Right. So if you so, think, so yeah. So let's let's just let's just let's because otherwise we're going to get dug into the weeds. Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and we're going to miss the opportunity to talk about um, what the features are, what's new about the Silvia Pro. Yes. Why you texted me before this call to say I want one. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and why I'm going to refute that with with I'm sort of I'm sort of lukewarm about it. And uh, well, I like I've to seen the price first of all, and that is that makes me much more cool about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a lot less excited, but what they've done is that they moved their um, competitive competition, mm-hmm. so they're not competing with the Gaggia Classic anymore. No. The Silvia Pro competes with the with the Sage, with the Sage Barista Pro, with the so not with the Barista Pro, with the dual boiler one, the dual temperature. Yeah, yeah, it's called it's, it's called the the Sage or the Breville dual boiler. Yeah, uh, I think it's a more particular model number in the in the US. But um, yeah, you know what? I actually think there's going to be very different people buy these machines. Yes, I actually don't think they're going to be competing at all. I don't think if I if I was going to to look at the Ranchilio, I would not look at the the Sage or the Breville. If and I, I am looking at, at yeah, I if I'd be looking at Silvia. Yes, if I am educated enough in coffee in co- in coffee making to look at, at uh, Ranchilio or to know that it exists, mm-hmm. I will I will snob the Sage. Yeah, the thing about the Sage. Um, we'll just keep calling it the sage. So, it's, so for um, you know our American cousins listening to this, then it it's the whenever we say sage, we mean breville, mm-hmm. and and whenever uh, we say breville, we need, we mean breville. <laughs> when we say breville, we mean breville, uh, yeah. and we only say that to confuse you. Um, so uh, so, but the sage and why they can't call it breville over here? I, mean, I don't know. Is there some like trademark I don't issue? Know. Like, it's really weird that they and they must have bought a company called Sage and, and maybe they're just still trading off of that trade name. It might be there. something like um, uh, Vauxhall and Opel. Yeah, yeah, maybe. So anyway, the um, the the Sage dual boiler uh, is you know it reminds me a lot of the because I got a couple of Sage by by Herman Blumfeld. Herman Blumfeld. Blumfeld. It's got that satisfying satisfying word there. <laughs> My name is Herman Blumfeld. Um, oh, it's Blumenthal. Blumenthal. Yeah, I, even he can't say his name. Yeah, right. it sounds like blue cheese. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I, I, so I'm, I just want to say, so I've got a few of these. I got a, you know, like a blender 
and something else it did. Mm-hmm. And what I find is that they all kind of look the samey samey. They've all got a certain kind of look to them. That they're going to use the same kind of plastics, the same color, yes. and they've also got the same approach. And I reckon, I reckon they have got a super mega slick marketing thing, which the marketing person, I imagine. I, and I'm not going to describe this marketing person, but I was just about to. <laughs> I'm not going to because I, I, I will I will end up stereotyping, and I don't want to do that. Um, but I just I can imagine this very firm control that this marketing person has as a company. Yeah. Uh, they are not a person to be messed with, and they've got the year of the CEO, and they say this is how we do things, and they're mm-hmm. the sort of type. People who will, you know, recall the company's letterhead because you know the font is you know one point off or something like that, or they're not happy with the way the E has been printed. Mm-hmm. You mean like Jobs, guy, right? Yeah, do you know what he called up? Wasn't he? Can he call up Google on the Sunday? And he said this isn't like he said this is an emergency. He called the Google CEO on a Sunday. He said it's really important. You got to call me back. You got to call me back. It's really important. It's an emergency. So the Google CEO calls him back and he says, yeah, I was just on Google and I noticed your yellow is off. It's not the right cyan color. It's not the right CMYK. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so whoever studied that, that at the same school uh, as Jobs did uh, is now working for Sage slash Breville. And they've got this, they are, are like, um, again, I was going to say Nazis. Uh, I can't say that word. No, 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 no. You can't say Nazis. I say Nazis. Okay, no. so they're not like Nazis. Imagine they're not like Nazis, but they are effectively like the Spanish Inquisition or something like that. <laughs> uh, somebody who studied Nazis and they like those people. Yeah, and they they're are not like Nazis, people. but they like Nazis. They're not like Nazis at all. I'm not no. even say the word Nazis. No, no, no. I, th- I think we shouldn't say it. How many times we're probably going to get in trouble? Yeah. Uh, so anyway, they're like that, and they and they are, um, and so they they just say this is exactly how everything should look, right? Yeah. And so they buy from the same suppliers, and everything has to go through like a um, a committee that says does this you know does this uh, adhere to our brand values, and they use words like align and synergy. Are we getting synergy from this? And blah blah blah. Effective. And yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm starting to write down some great marketing bullshit. Uh, I've got to learn it. I've got to learn. I've got to throw it out there. I'm going to throw it out with irony, so people can't tell whether I'm being serious or taking the mickey. And <laughs> and um, the best the best irony is used on people that don't that, that suspect but don't know that you're being ironic. And uh, and so this is what it's like. So when you use this Breville this slash Sage machine. You, it's kind of like you, you. It would fit right it well with your with your grinder, with your with your blender, with your toaster, with your kettle. They're mm-hmm. all going to look the same. Yeah. And for some people, that'll be that'll be great. And what it is is they actually have great functionality and they've got great software. And Absolutely. it always kind of I know they've got great software. I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. And it kind of puts the the ranchilio to shame. But uh, if you go and take a look at the the feedback from long-term users and they will say unreliable and i think the the thing about what they've got is they've got they're, they're refocused on the whiz the bang the polish the shine the glitz the sizzle mm-hmm. um whereas ranchilio is just building a tank you know that'll yes. last you forever. so that's one of the things the, the ranchilios they're always built like an absolute tank yeah take over max talk about why you like the ranchilio so uh, for the same reason that I don't like uh, the the Sage, because 
uh, if you have a sage, you can do anything um, easily. And that is a great thing because it, you know, it made everyone able to pour, for example, latte art, which is, I hate it. And we all know that. But it's incredibly difficult. My dad's still trying. Yeah, it's incredibly difficult to get the right consistency, the right texture on the milk. Mm -hmm. It's a very difficult thing to do. Um, with a sage, you can actually get it automatically. You can mm -hmm. press a button and say, I want latte art foam, and it will make micro micro foam for you. You don't even have to hold the jug. Mm. So it's, it's that good in a way. Uh, it will make coffee automatically, it will uh, adjust the temperature, do all the magic that you should be doing on its mm -hmm. own. Mm -hmm. So everyone feels like a barista, but you don't know what's happening behind the scenes. So you can't get a bad coffee. And that, I think, is, uh, is um, something that we should, we should always have. How much do you screw up when you, when you make coffee? If you don't screw up ever... You don't know what's happening. You don't, you don't know what's wrong with the coffee, what you're doing wrong. You don't know how to improve. And so you don't know, you don't even know how to set up your gear because so can, I, can, I just, you. Can, I just, can I just, do you sure. remember back um, about, about 50 or 60 years ago when we did an earlier podcast and uh, <laughs> we were talking about cars and Alfa Romeo? Yeah. And you had an Alfa Romeo. Oh, and yeah. you're like, oh, this is a beautiful Italian car. I had an Alfa Romeo. Of course, it's a beautiful Italian car. Beautiful Italian car. And it's a, why did you sell it? And you're like, hey, well, you know, it broke down all the time. And I saw <laughs> yes. like this in one of the documents. It's like, you know, um, you know, if you drive a car that never breaks down, you'll never mm -hmm. know how it works. Well, <laughs> and yet that feels like an appealing argument to me. It's <laughs> not, it's not the same. Um, what I meant in that case is if you drive a car that drives for you, <laughs> So you sit in the car and the car drives for you. Ah, uh -huh, sounds great. Uh, yes, unless you're interested in driving. Well, okay. So do, do, do you know that someone got arrested two weeks ago for having a nap in their Tesla? So Tesla's going down the motorway. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but so <laughs> you have to imagine this policeman sort of driving past, looking in. The guy was. <laughs> <laughs> what? I mean, sometimes it can happen also with. I was perfectly aware. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you, so basically, you're saying that the Breville is the Tesla. Yeah, it's it's it takes away all the all the poetry of making the coffee. So you 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 don't really it 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 doesn't it doesn't allow you to to be wrong. Yeah, but I look and don't don't underestimate the ability of people like me to screw up. Oh, um, oh, I can take of course, and and make a mess out of it. Um, so, so but I think it have to, does, but it makes it easier. It makes it easier and, yeah. and approachable. The question is, Max, is uh, is that a wrong thing for everybody? But that's exactly why I said that's a, ah. exactly why I said if I if I know that Rancilio exists, I am going to snob the sage. Well, because Rancilio is a very niche. Sorry, love coffee, and you're like a coffee fish. But if you just if you one of these people that used to get great coffee in the office and now you're at home mm -hmm. 
And the most that you read about coffee machines is what you read in sort of like the the main papers. You know, you open up your copy of the Sunday Times and you're browsing through the new conservatories that you're considering. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, then inside of the conservatory thing comes a little thing about coffee machines. And you go, oh, yes, I I would like coffee at home. I would would, would like a barista. That would be very nice. But you don't know the first thing about it. Should those people be shut out of the the coffee market because they're never going to get like you know get into it like we are? Should should we be sh- should they be shut out or or or, or stuck with with just a you know with just a, a coffee pot or some nice thing? Don't they have the opportunity to to push a few buttons and have a go? You know, once absolutely, month? and and that's and that's who the who the sage appeals to. Yeah, it does. Yeah, that's exactly um, but right. I mean. Apart from one little fallacy that uh, I, I found in uh, in your reasoning, that um, <laughs> if you have great coffee in the office, something's wrong with you. Uh, no, that's not necessarily true. I mean, it, it, it depends. Like, you know, something, well, having said that, when it is true, except, except the Nespresso capsules. I hate to say I quite like them, but, you know. I yeah, but I mean, if you have good coffee in the in the office, you probably would be okay with an espresso. You probably wouldn't tell the yeah. difference in the nuance or anything, but anyway, it it does appeal to certain people. There are people that like to feel um, pro or experts or or people that just you know they don't want the fuss in the morning to find um, to find the right grind or just make sure that it's done no. correctly. It, no. it can be a, a fuss for for someone. For us, we enjoy it. We enjoy the, the process. I enjoy the, the process of grinding. Uh, the coffee in the morning, a little less the, the noise that it makes. And that's why I'm looking for a different grinder because the, it's starting to drive me insane. <laughs> I have a Gadget MDF that is the loudest thing in the planet when it grinds, um, when I weigh the beans in. Uh, yeah. but, so that's who the sage would appeal to. Uh, on the other hand, the Rancilio did exactly everything that a coffee enthusiast would want. So that's why I'm very excited about it. Uh, so Rancilio had always um, sort of this very professional approach. So you have, uh, for example, the, 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 the normal Silvia has a resistance inside the water. It's submerging the water in the, in the tank, in the boiler. Instead, the Gaggia has uh, the, the, the resistors inside, uh, sorry, uh, um, embedded into the, the boiler. So you heat up the boiler and the, and the boiler transfers to the, to the water. The, the Silvia heats up the water and the water heats up the boiler. Okay. Which is literally the same thing, but it's a slightly different approach. Okay. Okay. And it's maybe a little faster. In, a, in another way, you can actually put a PID in there, much simpler. And I'm not sure actually that Silvia's had a PID or something. Well, before. No, they didn't have one before. They got two now. They got one yeah. for the boiler, uh, the steam, and one for the... Uh, for the exactly. Uh, and that's what got me excited. Because they actually... they I think someone spent time to see what enthusiasts are after. And yeah. to be honest, these are very simple solutions. Very simple solutions. You have a PID, which you can put at any temperature you want. So you can play around with your temperature of brewing. You have a second boiler if you want to steam milk at the same time. So you have no fuss because that's the problem of single boiler machines or consumer machines like the Gadgets or the, the old Silvia. Yeah. You have to wait for the water to cool down to make the next coffee if you're steaming milk. 
Mm -hmm. So you can only steam milk or make coffee. And steaming milk is bringing the temperature to 130 degrees, which is definitely not compatible with um, with coffee. So you have to wait until until everything else cools down. And of course, it takes a huge amount of time. And not only did they do that, but they also put in a second pump. So, which is kind of interesting because I have seen on uh, some of the other machines that they have a single vibration pump that, mm -hmm. that pumps the water to both the, uh, even they've got dual boilers they'll have one pump, whereas they put two pumps into this. So okay, that they, why that? I, I didn't see this, the second pump. Uh, yeah, yeah. They've got two vibration pumps because they don't want um, the brew pressure to be affected if you're steaming milk. Oh, I see. Yeah. So what this does is it ensures that you've got consistent brew pressure. If you're brewing an espresso and then you and then you make milk, and all you've got is one pump, it's got to pump water because, as you mentioned, that the boiler is quite small. Uh -huh. um, and what it tells me instead is that uh, if that's the case, the the steam boiler is too small. Well, maybe that's the way they make the steam small. Maybe there's reasons to that. Look, there's, there's clever people. There's eggheads there um, yeah. in the design. For it's a solution, people. but I think it's, uh, I don't know. I think yeah. it's a little too expensive as a solution. I mean, twenty pounds, really. Yeah, you know, anyway, that's what they've done. They've done. They've done two vibration pumps in order to make sure that that brew pressure is, is correct. So, and presumably, that's to compensate for some other design choice they've made. Um, but yeah, they got this. So they got just. I'm going to run off the. I'm going to run off like a little shopping list of what I can remember mm -hmm. uh, on the <clears throat> program. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, they've got. Um, they got uh, two PIDs. Yeah. Right? They have got a hot water tap. More about that. Yes, later. that's another thing that is actually brilliant. No, it's not brilliant. Okay, they've got a hot water tap. They've got uh, two vibration pumps, two mm -hmm. boilers, two PIDs, mm -hmm. uh, steam one, which I don't think is cool touch. And That um, really doesn't really matter. You know that if you're steaming milk, it's hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've never burned my hands, but I'm careful. Um, and you load the water in the back, like you know, like you like you're mm -hmm. doing all other places. Uh, it's also got a little a little doohickey. I mean, that's the technical term. I don't want to get I'm not too technical, but it's got it's got a doohickey, uh, which which goes into the water tank. Um, and I think it sort of it sort of, it floats up and then it it floats down when the tank's empty, and it tells you put H two O in, uh, which that's has good. water. Uh, Another thing. Basically, everybody knows what H2O is. Um, but uh, I can imagine someone having to look that up. But, uh, and they've got a new, then they've got a, a screen uh, mm -hmm. on the front, a little. Imagine, uh, if, though, if you're old enough like me, imagine the old uh, tech, tech oh, who, who made those calculators? Te uh, Texas Instruments. Mm -hmm. Imagine a Texas Instruments calculator face stuck on the front. They got one of those, and um, and that's that that has a number of different functions that you yeah. can that you can program on it. It tells you but the it, time it, of brewing, which is brilliant. It's, oh my god, it's terrible! It's not what? the worst thing about the machine. What? 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 It, what it tells you, you the it tells you the time. It tells you how how oh, long brewing. Yeah, no, that's, very, that's very good. It's it's not as good as the solution I saw um, just the other day, where somebody had like made their own pressure mat for the ranchilio so it does by weight um, yeah but switch. that is extremely expensive oh, no 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 he made it himself he made it himself with an arduino and yes. i was considering doing that but it you have to consider 
to to make that as a as a commercial solution. Come on. I don't know. I know it's a commercial solution. I'm talking about people like you and me hacking it. Oh yeah. And the other thing too, I think what I really liked about the Ranchilio uh, is that, and this is this is just, ugh, I mean, it's like why don't more people do this? On the drip tray, there's like little notches, and you can move the drip tray into different positions so it can be higher or lower. Mm. Yep. So as that little that little basic thing. Mm-hmm. It's just huge because sometimes I want to put my scales under the, underneath of it. Sometimes you've got big glasses. Sometimes you've got, you know, little espresso cups and you want to have it, you know, higher up. And, um, yeah, it's just, just a nice little touch. It's a really good touch. You get about nine cups on the top, depending on what kind of cups you use. It's quite a – it's in terms of dimensions, the front of it, mm-hmm. like the, 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 the width of it, I don't think it's much changed, which is a good thing. No, it's the same. It's the 25 centimeters they were saying, which is brilliant. Yeah, it's just a bit deeper. Small. It's a bit deeper. Yeah, yeah so at the end of the day, depth mm-hmm. in a kitchen in a kitchen counter is okay. I mean, up to 60 centimeters, it doesn't really bother you. Mm. Okay, so here's what you're going to do. You're going to rattle off like bang, 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 bang the things that you like. Like you just have. I'm going to have like I'm going to have a I'm going to have a clock. Okay. Go, go. So I like the PID, I like the construction, I like the dual boiler, I like the fact that you can actually program the wake-up timer, so you can tell it to wake up at a certain time in the morning. Uh, I like the fact that you have a timer, and it tells you how long you've been you've been uh, pouring the shot for. Um, and that's pretty much it, really. That's okay. all you need. Are you ready for me to, do, to destroy that? I'm going to destroy it. Okay, so uh, what I don't like about it, I like all those things, well, some of them, and mm-hmm. but just some things I don't like. Uh, that thing that you said about it wakes you up in the morning, yeah, really badly thought through. So in actual practice, the way it works is you have to set it every single day uh, for X number of hours ahead. So oh, when you go to bed... How oh, yeah. like that is not... Uh, oh, that's silly then. Yeah, I know, right? Because they, they talk about it, but when you actually look into how it works... You have to set it every day. What it is, you go in and you say, would you turn on in seven hours and 50 minutes? And it goes, okay. And then tomorrow it's gone. You have to do it again. Unlike the Breville. Now, I'm not saying I like the Breville more. I'm just saying, you know, these guys have got their act together from a software point of view. Yeah, actually, I'm going to interrupt you there and say you can actually get then, if that's the case, you can just get um, um, a smart plug. Yeah, you can get a smart plug, but you know what? Why don't they do it right? And another thing, huh. uh, their the Texas Instruments interface, um, you can tell, it's, it's not that I'm, by the way, it's not that I'm bitter that they ignored me, all right? I'm not saying that these negative things are because they're a bunch of jerks that didn't get back to me. That's not it at all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, but I would say, um, I look, I love the I love the build quality of the machine. I love the simplicity. I love the fact they use brass. They've got, they got brass porter filter. They got a porter filter that that's an all angle. The filters are brass. No, not all of them, mate. All, all of them, pal. Go get a, you know, I think of the Brevels. They're not. That's because they they don't care about it. Oh, but they're right now. Okay. Um, yeah, but they don't care. So so they they care about the software. What what you want to do is you want, you know, you really want Breville and and, and Ranchilio to have a love baby, a love child, and you want the software from the the Breville, from the build quality of the Ranchilio. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I was going to knock out these things that, that I don't like about it. So uh, one was the, the the that whole horrible interface thing. 
I keep going, it's like, all you need to do is your program by hold this button down and then hold that button and then click the brew button to go through function one, function two, <laughs> function three. Now, if you just give a printout of these, uh, of these code lookups, function 0.7 is clean the machine. And you're like, you're going to have to memorize that? Really? You know, yeah. why don't you spend an extra pound fifty and have a better display? True. You know, and, you know, so that was just terrible. Uh, another thing I don't like is um, is the drip tray. And this is a, a this is a regular thing. I, I love the drip tray, except mm-hmm. that there's no there's no uh, indicator when it's full. And so what happens is I usually empty mine now like all the time because if I I've, I've lowered my drip tray a bit like you know lowering your car like you're mm-hmm. one of those. <laughs> you know, there's people the chabs we call them chabs. Over here in England, uh, the people that lower their cars down, you know, they get Mercedes and they put a really big Mercedes badge on the front. So, you know, it's a Mercedes. Well, actually, normally they get like, um, I don't know, like a Vauxhall Corsa and then they make it sound like a a big exhaust pipe on the back. It's a bit like that. So I've lowered my battery now. I can get my, uh, I can get my, uh, my, my scales on, but it doesn't take much water to fill it up. And there's no way to know this filled up until it's, until it's like leaking over the top. And then when you try to take it out, it spills everywhere. And that's really annoying. Uh, so they got one of those. So they basically on the Ranchilio, you also have no idea when the drip tray is filling up. And I mean, here's another thing that again, I'm going to start comparing to the Breville a little bit and the Breville. Mm-hmm. I'm calling it Breville now. Uh, so the Sage, the Sage Breville, um, America. has a, has a visible, like a uh, water gauge on the front. So you can see, right. You can see, uh, how full the water tank is, which I actually prefer to than a system where you, you have a, a doohickey. So the doohickey have it. Every doohickey I've, I've ever had in anything, in anything gets stuck at some point in its lifespan mm. and it becomes really annoying. Because uh, you can't, like, you know the thing's working, you know the thing's full of water, and it just goes, put water in. You go, it's got water, so you end up putting your hand on the back. And um, Also, the, the, you, you have to fill it from the back. And I, I, I prefer designs where you can fill them from the front because it seems quite deep. So you've got it going underneath, almost certainly underneath kitchen cabinets. So you've got to get your water thing that you're going to fill it up with has to yeah. go under the kitchen cabinet and then tip into the back part of it and it may or may not fit and it, it may not splosh all over the back and you know that that's just the reality of how that stuff works so those are some of the things i i, I don't like about it on the um on the breville on the on the on the on the sage the sage dual boiler i hate the plasticky looks i hate how it, it i didn't like the way it looks at all but mm-hmm. you know what they got they got pre-infusion do you know what they got? They've got set a time in the morning and it turns on. Not once a day, like set it auto, you know, set it manually every single day for X number of hours ahead. You say, this is my clock. You set the time on the clock. You say, turn on at five o'clock in the morning. It turns on at five o'clock in the morning. How hard is that to do? I had a tea cozy thing. I had a tea, what's called a tea mate back when mm-hmm. I was 10 years old, which is back in the 18th century. And that turned on at a certain time in the morning. You know, Ranchilio, catch up, mate. Smell the coffee. That's what I, I, you know, that kind of thing just drives me nuts that they didn't, they just didn't think about that. They put all the time into everything else. They made sure they got a beautiful water filter, a really nice solid built machine. You know, they've got, um, they've got the, the two vibration pumps, the brute pressure right, and they just stuck a calculator interface on the front and with, with function codes. Just ruins it for me. True, true. I agree. <clears throat> 
started. And it's like over a grand. It's the same sort of price as the Breville thing. But I don't want the Breville thing because that's just a piece of plastic. I'm yeah, not saying I, it's bad, but it just it, it doesn't have that same kind of – you know how I am about touchy-feeling things? I want a nice towel in the morning. When I take a shower, I want to put use a good towel. I want a nice bed sheets. I want a nice toaster. Little thing because I use them every day. And I want my coffee machine. Every time I touch it, I want the tactile feel. I want the feel when I touch it to feel like, ooh, you know, that's nice. I'm going to touch it some more. And I want to like, want to hug it. I'm going to hug my coffee machine. And this is the, it's not a hug coffee machine. I want to hug, you know, it's a coffee machine. I sort of, I, I, I don't want to have in my kitchen. I'd, I'd feel like it, it cheapens my kitchen. It's a bit like someone moving in into the house next door to you. And that was going to sound like a mistake. There's some things that people do that are kind of cheap. And you're going to say I'm a snob, and I, I, maybe I am, but there's some things that people do that, that, that just kind of cheapens, cheapens the place. And, uh, and I said this to somebody, and he went, no, you have got one of those. <laughs> so I just realized it's just me. It's just me being a snob. But the, it's a bit like that. So I don't want to put this in my kitchen because coffee is really important to me, and, and I want it to feel good. I'm actually, I'm actually really into aesthetics now and design and, and, and things like that. And I, I want I want less. I want less around me. I'm actually eBaying everything, which is why I hate eBay at the moment. I'm going through everything that I'm not using. I'm eBaying it, and it has to. I'm doing the whole Mary is it Mary Kubo, Mary Kondo, Mary Kondo, uh, right? Uh -huh. Yeah, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. If it, if it doesn't show, if it, it doesn't bring me joy, if it doesn't spark joy, I thank it for its service, and then I eBay it, and then I get people on eBay. I've got I've got this this iPod Shuffle from the 1980s or something. So I thought I don't want to throw it away because it's a waste. It's not the money. I just don't mm. want to put something in a landfill. Give it to somebody who even needs it. So I put it on for two quid at <laughs> eBay. And uh, that's really what I'm saying. Um, do you warrant that this iPod shuffle has been fully tested and this is in full working order? It's two quid, mate. Just take a risk. You know, what are you doing with your life? Take a risk. Yeah, but then then you will have also people because I don't I don't use eBay anymore because um, they robbed yeah. me. Yeah, they've robbed me as well. But, was there an alternative I'm missing? Hmm? Is there an alternative that I'm missing? Should I be using something else to, to, to sell my, my useless Facebook stuff? Marketplace, but it's a zoo. Oh, you sell yeah. something like that for two pounds, and people will yeah. say, would you accept one pound? Oh, it's a haggling. Oh, no, I love a bit of haggling. Oh, no, no. It's, no. One, it's two pounds, seriously. I sold uh, one, an old phone I had, a Samsung old phone, and um, it was, I think it was for, I don't know, 30 pounds, 50 pounds, yeah. Yeah. because it was missing a, a part that you can get, Yeah. Uh, the, the SD card holder. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, the cabbie. They called the cabbie. Yeah. And uh, I had like a thousand people contacting me. And then they were all like, would you accept 25 pounds? Seriously? Or yeah. is it working? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. 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 I look, I don't mind haggling, but you're right. And it's a pain in the ass. We're selling lots of stuff. If I'm in a marketplace, like when I go to these, these, some of these countries, especially in the Middle East, mm -hmm. um, you have to haggle. And British people don't like to haggle. I no, no, I, I hate it. I haggle. I haggle in Tesco's. I go in there, literally in the, in the coffee shop sites to haggle, just just for the, the fun of it. Some people. It's, uh, it's not fun. 
it's fine. You look, next time you go to the Tesco's and you've got your shopping and they say, that'll be £27, £60, go, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll give you 20 I'll give you 20 right here, cash. <laughs> say that to them. <laughs> look at the face. For, you know, actually, it, it, it would cause me more stress than anything. It's just, ah, it's, ah no, 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 no. Hustle. I love the hustle. I got some, I got a little candle holder out in uh, Egypt or Morocco or somewhere. I can't remember. I think it was Egypt. I give you one pound for it. Uh, we saw them making it. We saw them making it, and they were in the shop. You know, you get cool drones. And well, I was like with a bunch of tourists, well, obviously mm-hmm. I was one of the tourists, and uh, and they sort of sort of uh, they were selling it for twenty five dollars. Uh, I think I got asked for five. Everyone else was on the bus and all. I said, "Well, oh, how much did you get yours for?" I said, well, "I got mine for twenty three. <laughs> Someone else said, oh, "I got mine for twenty four. I didn't get for twenty three. So I said, "I paid five five dollars for mine." <laughs> and the guy, one guy said to me, he was so happy. He loved haggling. I said, I said, look, you've got tons of these. Well, you're not going to sell all of these. I said, do you want to sell or not? I said, I'm going to, I'm not. <laughs> haggling. And he loved it. And he said, oh, everybody else, they come here that they just offer. They don't know how to haggle. <laughs> they don't know how to haggle. You, you, must, you must haggle. They, they, they love the haggling presses. It's not the money. They wanted to haggle. <laughs> I, bust. I got my candle holder. Yeah. So anyway, listen. So um, the Breville, the Breville for me, I think you're going to. It's not a competitor. The Ranchilia, the Ranchilia, I'm sure is going to do very well. But I think what's going to do is going to do very well. And Emma's going to get very frustrated with that stupid. Um, oh yeah. That, uh, Texas Instruments calculator interface. And it's something that you probably want. I mean, consider though, how often mm-hmm. do you change those settings in your PID? Well, and then the other thing too, they don't have pre-infusion. The Breville has pre-infusion. The Breville that, got everything, got yes. all the bells and whistles, but without the quality. I mean, I'm, I won't say quality. I don't want to get sued. But, you know, without the perceived um, quality. <laughs> yeah, I will give you that. The pre-infusion is, uh, is, a, is a plus. But mm-hmm. is it so important in a, in a home machine? I really want pre-infusion. I don't know. I want pre-infusion. I want flow control. And I want I wanted it in a I wanted it in a really nice well packaged machine. That's why I'm, I'm looking at the ECM, the ECM Synchronica. Mm-hmm. But it's like you, you do know you you try the coffee machine with pre infusion, right? What? Why? What? Yeah, the Oscar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, Oscar no, no, the Oscar has a mechanical pre infusion. Actually, it reminds me. Some of the things I liked about the Oscar, and I also liked about my my old Electra, and 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 but I you know I, I realize now that I want I just want a button. For the steam wand, a button or a, a lever, but but mm. short throw. Even a lever is maybe too long. But what I realized is, and if you watch, if you've ever used a uh, a steam wand with a button or something similar to a button, mm-hmm. you will wonder why everyone puts knobs on them. You know, why the heck do you have a knob? They just swing the knob three hundred and sixty degrees, yeah, twelve times to turn. And you see, they're fully open or fully closed. <laughs> you know, like it's not like you know. Um, I, you know, then this is the other thing again. So the Breville has a has a has a a, sort of a lever, and actually the lever has um, it's like an analog lever, uh, not digital. And what I mean by that is, it, is as you push it up, it increases or decreases the amount of steam, mm-hmm. and uh, that makes perfect sense to me. Although I would just put it full on and see the full on or it's not full on, but you know I can see some people like yeah, you that. Can, you can sort of control it, but very very slightly. But in general, even in the in the swivelly ones, you don't really control it much. It's a, it's a it's a needle valve and it's controlling steam. So as yeah. soon as there is some sort of a gap, 
you're going to have a bunch of steam flashing through it. Look, those knobs that you twit that you twiddle, yeah, have no control. All I do on my Gaggia Pro is I just turn on full. Yeah, I mean, mind you, having said that, it's not that powerful a steam one. But I just turn it on full, and that's it. And I turn it mm-hmm. off full, and I'm just thinking, oh, it's much easier the button, you know. So yeah. um, they've got a big knob in it, and it does look quite nice. It's a nice looking knob. But um, it's still a knob. After you spin it two, three times, I'd think, why? Why? I mean, what what year is it? 2020. 2021 <laughs> worked out that we could just have a button that does the same job. Yeah. You know, well, I would actually argue with that. Hmm? I would argue with that. I would prefer a lever, something like the, the ones in uh, La Spaziale, for example, yeah, or yeah. in the new Oscar II. Or lever, yeah. Yeah, nice. That's, you have, I mean, and to be honest, I've been using it for the last few days and I am becoming addicted to, to, to milk drinks now. Mm-hmm. I, I need to sell that machine. So yeah. <laughs> I fixed it and uh, it's, it's it's sitting on my counter and I'm using it all the time now. Yeah. Someone and, go and buy the machine. Is Oscar. What is it? Uh, Novelli Simonelli. Yeah, Novelli. it's a Nova Simonelli Oscar too, yeah. which is amazing. It's a very good machine. It's and it's amazing it's a, steamer. It's She's a beast great. of a steamer. Incredible, yeah, and I love it. I love it to bits. It's absolutely fantastic, but mm-hmm. it's. I mean, I wake up and I want to froth milk. I make coffee and I want to froth milk. I make tea and I want to froth milk. I cook dinner and I want to froth milk. I froth milk and yeah. I want to froth milk. I've got to get you. Uh, I've got to get you some of that. Do you know? Go to go to uh, Peabury and get their hot coffee. Their hot, sorry, their hot chocolate. Oh, it's very good. Hmm. Yeah, Avery Roasters. Um, go get their hot chocolate because they're very, very good hot chocolate. And uh, you don't want one with added sugar, and they use coconut uh, sugar. Mm, and interesting. I will, I will share with you a recipe how I make uh, some of the best hot chocolate you've ever had. Seriously. Unless yeah. someone buys it from me before. Then, well, look, if you learn this recipe from me, you're not going to want to sell it because um, you're going to want to keep, keep making this, this amazing hot chocolate. No, 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 no. I want my gadget. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> oh, the, the big one is sold. So the, the, the Paros, my, my lovely Paros. I love it. I love the, the, the looks of it. Yeah, but you've still got that. Why don't you use it? Because there is this other one that I want to that I want to finish up. So the Nuova Simonelli doesn't come with an overpressure bulb, mm-hmm. and I want to put an overpressure bulb on it, and I want to make sure that it's working fine before I sell it to anyone. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, and that is going to go most likely on a food truck because it's, it makes an amazing coffee. And if you are half decent at uh, steaming milk, you're going to have one of the most. Um, hands down, one of the most popular cappuccinos in food trucks yeah. or in places. Yeah. Do you know that should be, that would be actually perfect for a small coffee shop? Absolutely. It's, that's, what, that's where it was. Oh, was it? Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. I don't it, wasn't, uh, it, was, uh, it really blew me away. And by as much as it blew me away, I mean the blue milk all over my face. It blew me away. Uh, <laughs> that thing is amazing. But you, it, it will take you, I'll, I'll say it'll take you several days of steaming. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting decent now. Yeah, but then you can steam one in, sorry, you can steam milk in seconds, like a literally five seconds. Yeah, yeah, I, I make, I make cappuccinos and I make single ones. I make single cappuccinos yeah. in, uh, yeah, ten seconds probably. <laughs> Done. Yeah, yeah, 
yeah, a lot of good cappuccino if you're right. And uh, these actually is exactly the reason why a dual boiler machine is perfect for you. And that's why the, the Rancilio Silvia is, I'm very interested in that. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that's why I would absolutely love Mr. Gaggia to take up on the challenge and listen to us and say, okay, guys, let's do a dual boiler because we've been selling the Gaggia Classic for what, 75 years? Yeah. <laughs> let's make a dual boiler that looks like the Paros because it's bloody brilliant with, uh, with, the, same, with the same stuff as the, as the Rancilio. But we're going to make it, and I'm just going to put it there, we're going to make it with pre-infusion. Yeah. And honestly, I think they're all asleep. They're taking a nap at the moment, all these coffee companies, uh, these machine companies, a lot of them. Yeah. This is well, why. Do you the remember? Is, they sell anyway. They sell anyway, but they sell for the moment. They're going to get, I'm sorry, they're going to get their butts handed to them. And if they don't wake up. Actually, having said that, Gazier has come out with a number of new machines recently. Yes, yes. Oh, you did notice. Okay. Yes, there is. Really um, and they and they and they look very good. They're more automatic type machines. Yes, it's the, so Gadget has done has invested a lot in fully automatic ones. So yeah. you have the Naviglio, the Brera. Um, they're, they're amazing machines, mind you. They're, there's nothing wrong with them, but they're fully automatic. They're being took up. Yeah. So they're it's kind of eh. yeah. It's it doesn't cater to the to, to the enthusiast. What Not they've right. done is I think what is it called the Pixel, um, which is. Um, they've done a recent one, uh, which is um, Ruby, Gadget Ruby. Okay, this is not what I'm thinking so, of. No, it's a single, it's a single brew head, and it's um, I think it's a revisitation of the uh, what do you call it um, of the XD. Sorry, oh, yeah. the, the not XD, uh, but the old one that looks looks like a Rancilio Silvia. Really, it's a, it's a box. It's a box of metal. With a single boiler, heat exchanger, and uh, electronically controlled uh, brew head, so heating is electronic in the brew head. It's helped by electronics, which is brilliant. Right. So you know, I think, it wasn't yeah? that. One. It wasn't that. I'm actually looking at that page right now, and I've got another suggestion to Mr. Gancia. Oh. Uh, the odd. Uh, I like to think of Mr. Gancia under the odd. Um, I suggest that they cut down the number of different machines that they've got. They've got too many. They've got too many machines. Um, this is yes. one. Like, they look amazing. Choice. The new ones. So the new ones that they've got uh, that actually do look quite good. I was looking at them. I thought about maybe even buying a few for doing a review. Is uh, they're called Car Cardonas. Cardona. 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 But even here, for some reason, they've got three versions of the Cardona, and one has the milk. Uh, thing built built in, like it's got like a little milk jug that you fill up and you put in there, and it's built in. One has a milk jug that you keep in the fridge, and then you take it out and you put a tube into it, and that's how it takes the milk out. Oh yeah. And one doesn't have a, I don't know what the other one does. One wants something else. Um, but they're all around sort of five hundred quid, and they're very. They, honestly, I was looking at a, uh, I was looking at their specs and different reviews of them. And I thought, you know what? They're actually not bad machines. They actually like they do the job pretty well. And they they got some smart software in there. Again, it comes down to the software. They've got some smart software. Wait, wait, wait. You're looking at the automatic ones. Yeah, the automatic ones, the Cardona. Yeah. Cardona, Magenta, yes. But these are all fully automatic. It's um, 
And I'm sorry, I'm talking about Gaggio as a company, whether they are, because I started, I started uh, insulting them by saying they're asleep at the wheel, not just them, but, but a lot of the old established um, espresso machine companies, I think, are kind of asleep at the wheel uh, when it mm. comes to this, this market segment and because they're not innovating. And the one yeah. who's innovating is, is Breville. Uh, mm-hmm. and they're innovating and look at their, I looked up their stock price because I actually thought to myself, you know, I might buy some of their stock. And um, I looked them up and uh, they got like 50% in, in a short period of time. And I think, and I wrote an article on the site saying, uh, it was funny because they just bought Baratza. Mm-hmm. Right? They were, which yep. is a smart move, a smart move. And good for those, the people that sold Baratza too, because they looked like a lovely couple. Built yeah, it's up. a family, it was a family business. It's a family business. They built it up, they started it, they put a lot of, I mean, and they, they should be very proud of what they accomplished. It was an amazing thing. And um, they sold out to, to, to Breville. Uh, it's for that time, sort of, you know, to, to do a year earn out or something, get a package mm-hmm. and, and then, you know, retire or whatever. And, and, and um, I, I think that's absolutely fantastic for them. And it was a really smart move for Breville because they uh, they've now got um, probably the I mean probably the best uh, in terms of alignment the best uh, grinder uh, company that 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 sort of shares their their that operates in the same kind of market segment or market segment that they are going to try to really move into. Yes. I think they're going to take over. I think they're going to own it. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Barazza is uh, is a semi-professional grinder, and they, they are good. They are good. Uh, mm. Sub sub a thousand. Yeah, yeah. So, but who, who's their competitor right now? You go, you go look at the competitors. You've got Chiado. You've got uh, no Chiado is uh, is above that. No, I know, but I'm saying everybody's above it. Who, who's well, good at that at, at that space? Who's a good hmm? niche? No, no, niche is a different kind of thing. Niche is very niche. It's a single dose type, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, potentially, potentially a niche. Because that's the thing. People that are willing to spend a few hundred pounds on a grinder, they wouldn't spend a thousand because they don't have a thousand. So they go either for a a barazza, Mm -hmm. but the barazza, if if you're a coffee enthusiast, will hold you to have the the beans in the hopper. So that's, again, it's a separation between church and skate, if you want. Uh-huh. It's, it separates people that are enthusiasts from people that like coffee but don't want the fuss about it. Now, think again of the um, what we talked about earlier, the demographic for the people uh-huh. that are going to buy the rebels, right? Exactly. And how smart is that? Because what they're going to do is they're going to, if you're, if you're a, you know, um, uh, you know, a, a work-at-home professional that now fancies himself as a barista, but but actually doesn't want to put the time in. Um, you take that. You, what you want is you know you need a grinder, and you know you need a coffee machine, and blah 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah. You want to have. You want to feel like you're doing it. You're. And by the way, if anybody wants to understand, like, or or validate that statement, that that and the statement's this. The statement is that when you, when you get somebody to do something, some part of the process themselves, they are much happier with the outcome. Yes. And what I mean by it is, is this. So if you haven't heard of Sarah Lee Cakes, uh, ready-mix cakes, in the US in the 1950s, um, 
you used to bake your own cakes. You didn't have the ready mix. And uh, Sarah Lee, I think, came out and said, oh, we, basically, we're going to give you everything. All you have to do is pour this in and make your cake. You don't have to do anything. And it flopped. And they went and they, and they did all the, sort of the focus groups and the studies. And they tweaked the formula a little bit. And what they basically did is they took away a couple of ingredients and they said, just add, like, I don't know, milk and sugar or something. I'm not very good at this thing, but they was like, just add this one ingredient. And it, it was a huge success because it struck a balance of making it so easy that you couldn't mess it up, but you felt like you, you, you'd made it. And you could say to your friends, oh, I baked this cake. I made this cake. And, and it's the same thing with, with, with Breville. I think what they're going to kind of go for is the, I'm a barista, I've made this coffee, I made this espresso, but they're going to make it so easy for you that you can't screw it up. Exactly. And the Barats is going to fit right into that. Yeah, yeah, because you can actually integrate that into the um, Sage. And it yeah. already has the right lines, to be honest. Yeah, it does. It does. It's, it's a perfect fit. So I think, um, so look at them and then look at, you know, what Gaggia is doing, what, um, now I'm trying to struggle to think who the other ones are, but, but, uh, but I remember going through thinking about, you know, what are these other guys going to do? You know, they, they, so, uh, you're talking about, um, uh, home. Yeah. Home market. Home market. Who, but there's not a lot actually beyond these. Um, and again, do we know they've got a home model? Uh, obviously, Lamazocco has got their home yes, model. Yeah, but I mean, remember, so we are, if we talk about Gaggia and the Rancidio Silvia, we're looking at coffee machines that are up to 400 pounds. 500 pounds, yeah. Mm, give or take. No, five? Yeah, yeah, they're like 450. 500 pounds. Um, if you start, for example, going to a Sage, you're already adding to the up to seven, eight hundred pounds for the basic one that only does coffee. Mm, no, you can do. You can get one for five hundred and fifty pounds. I've certainly seen one of those. They're not. They're yeah, not it's a very basic one, so it's, it's no better than the Gadja. Mm -hmm. Then you start going into the dual boilers that you're probably looking at between one and two thousand pounds. Mm -hmm. Two thousand is too much, but one and one and a half thousand. Mm -hmm. After that, it's it's. Uh, E61 territory. So you're looking at uh, 3,000, 4,000. Uh, you've got the ECM, you've got the um, yeah. uh, Profitech. Yeah, Profitech, ECM, they're all above, well above 2,000. Uh, I don't know if they are. There was the Profitech, you got the Profitech 500. What does that go for? Pro 500. I know you're thinking of the 700, but I bet you, I think the, the 500s, for the two, uh, yeah, it's 1,400 quid. Uh, it's, uh, okay, 1,400. So, it, it, but it's it's significantly more. And, um, oh, and that's about the same price as Arantulia Silver. No, it's 1,100. Oh, okay, well, it's yeah, about the same. I mean, but if you haggled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. It's um, so those are slightly different machines, and uh, is that plumbed in or with a with a tank? Oh, I, uh, I can't remember. Um, and you've also got the look at a few actually. Uh, oh, so I, I can't pronounce some of the names of these. Um, the Lelit is it Lelit or Lelit? Lelit, or Lelit? Lelit yeah. Okay. yeah. 
do they actually make some pretty good machines and they're Absolutely. about the brand, you know, uh, yeah. as you can get one for about 700, 600 pounds um, or up to a grand. So you've got all these people, but here's the thing, they're great machines, but they, um, what sets them apart? What's uh, them most apart? of them, most of them actually, they need to be plumbed in. And that is when you actually start hitting the, you really need to be committed. Yeah. Because you need to plumb them in. And that is a problem because that involves making a hole in your counter, first of all. And then you have to put the, 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 the right water. You can have a tank, you can have a reservoir and have a pump, a flow jet pump that pushes water from the uh, from your tank into the coffee machine. But then you have to remember to fill up the tank every so often. Uh -huh. uh, or you just have a water softener, a water treatment unit installed in the counter, which, to be honest, is, yeah, sorry? Some, like this Lelit Mara, which yeah. actually, you know, I, I when I look at my Google Analytics, I see, I actually see people searching for this. I've, I've been meaning to um, to uh, to look at it and maybe do a sort of review of it, but it's it's a thousand uh, pounds. Yes. And uh, it's got a two and a half liter water tank. You don't need to pump it in. But I'm looking at it, E61 group head, very nice, very pretty, very nice mm -hmm. size. E61 but, looking. Are you sure it's an E61? Well, unless they're lying to me. I know, so it does say, okay, So because some of them, they look like E61, but they're not. I see what you're saying, yeah, yeah. But you know what, okay, um, <clears throat> it's got a pressure valve. Uh, mm -hmm. It's very nice. It looks very nice. I bet you it makes fantastic coffee. It's a single or uh, double boiler? Ask me now. Is this question? Is E61 compact thing? I bet it's got to be a single. It's got to be a single, hasn't it? It's and then, so oh, well, hold on a second. It's a heat exchanger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all heat exchanger. Um, so when you start going into heat exchanger territory, you will have an obvious choice. Yeah. Before going to any of those. Yeah. Because these are all single boiler heat exchanger. That's double boiler, mate. Double boiler. Double boiler. Then it's a different story. Yeah, it's actually a pretty interesting machine. Having just said, these all are all the same. But I mean, the point is that they are all kind of the same. And um, yeah, I mean, there's only so many ways you can solve uh, the same problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it comes down to design and everything else. And even the designs all kind of look the same. So yes. these rebels coming out with something new, and they've got the software. I, I, I can see the real temptation. And, and what I'm trying to do here is not I'm, I'm not ragging on the industry or anything. Well, I'm a little bit, but they're, I feel they should be a bit more innovative. Because I personally like these style machines. If I was buying a machine, I, I'd like to buy something like this. Actually, this might be a nice machine for me to buy. Um, I would, I, I, this is what I want. But uh, if you really want these companies to do well and to thrive out of the, um, the, uh, the, the, the forthcoming boom that I think is going to happen as people are, are working from home more and more mm -hmm. and they want to make coffee at home, they are frankly not going to, they, they're going to not get bored. They're going to get frustrated trying to make coffee out of these things. They're not going to understand it. They're not going to look at what's in the E61 group head and uh, yada, exactly. yada thing and these knobs and things that you happen to have to do. And they're going to just go buy a Breville. And they're going to exactly. be the only game in town. And I wish somebody else just, just you know what, give them a bit of competition. Precisely. And that's why I'm saying, Gadja, listen to us. <laughs> yeah. Do a, do a double boiler. With, you pay me a consultancy fee. I'd be very yeah, happy. I would to love to. I would absolutely love to. <laughs> I have plenty of ideas. And I will subcontract it to Max. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, they already have the right, the right 
the right stuff. It's just that for some of the, those things, they're overpriced. They're very expensive, mm-hmm. which uh, puts off everyone. I mean, if I have to spend, I don't know, 1,100 pounds or 1,200 pounds on a coffee machine, which ends up being a heat exchanger or um, dual boiler or something fancy, I have on my counter a Nova Simonelli Oscar II, which I think it sells for 750, 800 pounds. Yeah. And it's got a heat exchanger. It's got a fantastic steam wand. I cannot pull hot water from it. Yeah. But that's the only limit it has. It's got time shots. It's, It's almost perfect. There are some things, some features missing. So, for example, it misses... Um, the overpressure valve. I don't know why it doesn't have it. But then it's got pretty much everything else. Uh, it is a heat exchanger, so it does get very hot. And that's one of the drawbacks. Well, but beyond I, that, we, yeah? we're gonna, uh, you know what? We've been talking for uh, over an hour. It's been a long podcast. We're going to wrap it up. Yes. <laughs> I got to keep something next week. But I also, do, I just want to wrap it up by saying this, this, long, this last thing about the machines and, and that is that I think um, I think what, what would what would tip a lot of people over what what these companies need to do is they need to invest in R&D for less research and development mm-hmm. for the software so this is I think the controlling your machines and, and recipes for me the big thing is recipes and also frankly setting your setting your your temperature your brew temperature and everything else you don't change it that often yeah. so you know, set it on your mobile phone have it Bluetooth connected to your device. It's not going to be that expensive to do, actually. Um, uh, no, 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 it's not. The expensive bit is going to be in the software development, making a really nice app. But once mm-hmm. you've done that, the R&D is sunk. And by the way, actually, most countries have R&D tax credits where you can offset that against profits. Uh, so it becomes very tax efficient to, to, to do R&D in most countries. I'm pretty sure Italy um, uh, has, uh, has, has... Let's not go there. Huh? Okay, let's <laughs> don't go there. Maybe they don't. But my point is, is that if that that's what you've got to do, regardless of whether you've got you know tax benefit or not, you want to invest in the research and development to build a really good app, to build that mm-hmm. into a machine, have a really classic looking machine, you know, with all the chrome and all the stainless steel and everything else, but just control it with your phone. That's what I want. Actually, that's actually what I want. So I can say I can go to bed at night and go, oh, you know what? I'm going to line a bit tomorrow. I'm going to set my machine to wake up half an hour later. Or I'm gonna get up early tomorrow. I have to wake up a bit early. Or you know, even better, my phone knows when I wake up because I pick up my phone, I turn it on. When I pick up my phone and turn it on, it's going to be 15 minutes before I get down to my machine. So maybe turn it on when you know I'm awake. That way, I don't have to set. I mean, this is brilliant. This is gold. I'm giving this for free. This is for free, Gadget and other yeah, people. Yeah, I have other ideas, but I'm not gonna give them for free. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Well. Okay. Just write me a check if you make a ton of money out of it. But- <laughs> But that's what I would like to do. I, I think this is the trick that people are missing. This is why I think Breville's going to clean up. Put that in my blog post. I actually think Breville, after buying Baratza, is going to completely clean up. Um, I'm not suggesting you buy their stock. You do whatever you like with your money. Um, don't follow my advice because you probably lose it all. But um, personally, um, I'm, I'm, I think that I'm very, I'm very bullish, very bullish, as they say in the city, about uh, about Breville and, and about uh, about their future. Yeah, but, but as far as their coffee machines are concerned, I don't really want to buy one. I want to buy I want to buy a beautiful coffee machine that I love to touch, that I want to hug, that I want to caress with a with a clean. I want to go around with a cleaning cloth and make it all shiny. 
but I want to work it, I want to have modern functions with pre-infusion and flow control and all those other things on there that I just, you know, that you just don't get on the, on the traditional machines. And yeah, so you I, want a decent? I can't be the only one, right? I, I don't want a decent, they're the ugliest sin. <laughs> but I want the software of a decent, but I just don't want the, I don't want it to look like it at all. Looks like a, I don't know what it looks, it look like. It, it looks like, honestly, and you know what it does? It looks like someone's taken some kind of um, external hard drive. You know those big sort of boxes? Yeah. Big black plastic boxes, external <laughs> hard drive, big seven machines. Then they just glued an Android tablet on the top of it. That's what it looks like to me. And that's yeah. what it did. I don't know. All right, let's wrap it up, Max. Da, 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 da. Da. <laughs> only one hour and 20 minutes your wife is going to kill me oh no we're okay we're cool Yeah, and you want to throw in how many other things into the conversation? Ooh, many other. I actually have plenty of ideas. I know, I know, I know. We're gonna string it. We're gonna string it out over the next uh, the next few months. All these different ideas. Yeah, it's, 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 it was a pretty. I mean, it was a good. It was a good conversation, and there's lots to talk about on this. Yeah. Do you still feel like you? Do you still feel like you want to buy a, a Sylvia? Ah, I want to buy a Sylvia, but I want to make it better. I say, so I want a project. I want a Sylvia, and I want to be able to to have, for example, three Texas Instrument screens.